Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And yes, I have a great show for you. I am excited. First of all, I'm going to let you know I am excited because I'm a 49ers fan. In case you don't know, you probably already know because you listen to the show every week. Of course you know. But I'm more excited because we are 10-1. and 1, And this the way we dismantle Green Bay. Yes. I love it, man. I love it. I love every bit. Of it, I mean, you got your, you got your pundits just talking junk about the 49ers and how, you know, we're not that good and how we need to prove more and you know. So I was like, you know, I don't even care. I I don't I don't I don't even care about that, you know, because I'm gonna go into that. But it's all good. So before we start, the title of the show is called. How to get rid of Jerry Jones booklet. Yes, we getting rid of Jerry Jones. If you're a Cowboys fan, don't worry, I got you. But before we begin, we want to thank our sponsors, 94.3, WYBC, The Rhythm of the City, home of the Juan Castillo Morning Show. You can tune into the Juan Castillo Morning Show every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you don't live in Connecticut, just go 943 WYBC.com. And obviously, if you do live in Connecticut, you can go to 943, uh, 94.3, and then you'll get there. I'm sorry. You know, not not used to using radios like how we used to. You know, it used to be just turn the dial. But kids like, what is a dial? Uh, you know, just make you feel old. But also, you can also uh, check them out because they have some great prizes. Um, I don't know. I'm not big into gospel. You know, I listen to it, uh, you know, if it's on. But they had a commission, you know, concert that came to the Oakdale Theater that's been promoted. So people were able to win, you know, tickets, contests. You just call it. So, you know, it's like a, a R&B, uh, uh, Urban AC, as they call it, you know, Urban AC radio station. So it's pretty dope, man, you know, especially for people that's in my uh, age range from, you know, uh, 30 and up, you know, is get some of that old school R&B, a little bit of rap, not too much, but definitely dope. Check them out. Also, you can check us out on social media. Uh, go to our Facebook, uh, Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast page. You can also check us out on Instagram, DST, Real DSTM. And on Twitter, it's Real DSTM1. You can check us out there. Also, we have a Patreon page. You know, we love what we do, but we would love for you guys to help any way you can, any way you can, just go to Don't Shoot the Messenger Sports Podcast. Uh, that's just type that in a Patreon. Anything help. And also, if you like what you hear, but you like, you know what? I want to put my own spin on it. You, can, if you donate, it's a certain you know uh, range in which you donate. So if you donate in the platinum range. Guess what? You can be the producer to Don't Shoot the Messenger show, and we could talk about whatever you want to talk about because you know why? It's your show. It's the people's podcast. You pay for it. So guess what? Go there. Head there, man. And we'll love to talk about it, man. We'll love to talk about what you want to talk about. You know what I mean? So we got it there. We, you know, we got you. We got you. But I'm just dive right in, man. You know, I feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys, and 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 I know people are like, why do you feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, let me, let me tell you why I feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys, right? The Dallas Cowboys, for so many years, have been playing under Jerry Jones' hand. 
And Jerry Jones' hand doesn't allow you to be the best that you can be, right? Jerry wants you to play his way and his way, and that's it. And it's sad because, you know, when you look at the talent that the Dallas Cowboys had, right, throughout everything, when you look at the talent that they have, on paper, on paper, the Dallas Cowboys is probably a Super Bowl contending team. I'm going to say that again, and I know it sounds crazy coming from a 49ers fan, but on paper, the Dallas Cowboys are a Super Bowl contending team. They lost a a pretty tough one in Foxborough. Now, listen, people that want to laugh and joke about Dallas Cowboys usually are just, you know, uh, uh, haters of the Dallas Cowboys, and that's cool, right? I have a rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. So it's like more of a love to hate thing. Now, I don't hate them. Just love to hate because of the rivalry, 80s, more than 90s than anything. You know, that's here nor there. But when you go into Foxborough, it's tough. I don't care who you are. It's tough. The Patriots are the Patriots. They They play the Patriots way. They are one of the best teams in the NFL, hands down. I don't care what you say. They are one of the best teams in the NFL, hands down. Now, the problem is when you have an owner who is the general manager, the president, and an owner, he can't fire himself. Whatever he said goes. That's like your boss saying, hey, my boss said from his boss, this is what we're going to do. Now, we know it's a lot of coaches and a lot of players that will love to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Will love to. But because of the tyranny of Jerry Jones, they forfeit that opportunity. Because you want to be able to play with a coach who understands you and in the right system. And that trickles up to the general manager. You want to be a coach to have a general manager to say, hey, I have all trust and faith in you. Whatever you need, I got you. That's going to trickle up to the president. That president is going to tell the general manager, you put the staff you need in place. I got your back. We're going to run this thing because we're going to win. As the owner, you tell the president, this is your domain. I'm just overseeing the operations as the owner to make sure my cash flow is coming in to also make sure we have a winning organization. You are the boss. I'm here, whatever you need to do. And that trickles down to successful, usually programs, i.e. the Patriots, you know, um, it's even flowing in LA with the Rams. You know, the 49ers, we finally got it right after we got rid of Trent Bulky. Jeff York said, you know what? Got to let you go. We're not winning. Let's get in. Um, John Lynch. John Lynch, you know, got uh, Kyle Shanahan in. Boom. We're successful. Jerry Jones, there is no barometer on what he wants to do. Now, his son, I think Steve Jones, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, but again, he is not in a position of authority to say, Dad, you're wrong. 
Now, he oversees some football operations, but that's not good enough. That's not good enough. What needs to happen is the fans of the Dallas Cowboys need to protest and say, Jerry, we are not going to have it anymore. But you know what doesn't happen? You guys blame Jason Garrett. Stop blaming Jason Garrett. It's not Jason Garrett's fault. Jason Garrett is only doing what he is allowed to do. And that's standing on the sideline clapping like his son is in a play. Or daughter, whatever. The problem is nobody's checking Jerry Jones. And he's okay with that. Jerry Jones does not want to get checked. Jerry Jones said, hey, you're not going to check me because you know what? I'm your boss. And my boss's boss is me. So who's going to check me? Which is which is sad because too many Dallas Cowboy fans are witnessing this and are and they are going down with the ship. If I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm like, listen, we are boycotting. We are going to become the New York Knicks of football if we continue this bullshit. And I do mean it. What the Cowboys need to do in this situation as a fan, because again, you pay the owner. The owner pays the president. The owner pays the general manager. The general manager says, hey, I'm paying you as the coach, vice and Trink was down to order other coaches. But guess what? Jerry Jones is paying himself. And he's paying himself quite lovely, to be honest. Jerry Jones is saying to himself, guess what? I'm going to do what I want to do and no one can stop me. And nobody's stopping Jerry Jones. And he is becoming a monster in Dallas. I think that what happened is Jerry Jones came out the gate hot. He got on the Al Davis effect. I'm going to become the general manager. I'm going to run this team. And guess what? It worked in the beginning of the century. <laughs> it worked. He won three Super Bowls. Four, actually. Was it? Was it? They won 92. They won three. They won three Super Bowls. Very successful out the gate. He got the coaches he need. He got the players he need. He was even successful up until the early 2000s. And then, boom, it stopped. And he still doesn't see the trend of why he needs to just sit his old ass down and just let somebody else manage his team. You still can be involved. This is a prime example of being an egotistical bullshitter and a dummy. It's not working. Your way worked 25 years ago. That's where it stopped. The last Super Bowl was in 1995 or 96, whatever you want to say, but it was the 95 season. Let it go. And if I'm a diehard Dallas fan, I'm saying, listen, when we go to play, we are boycotting Jerry Jones' ass until he stepped down and get us what we want. Like, Jason Garrett is catching all the brunt of this. Like most supervisors, like most, you know, uh, workers do, they catch the slack because their boss is like, listen, I'm the boss. I'm do, I do what I want to do. And even a boss has a boss. Even a boss's bosses has a boss. Even there's some accountability somewhere. There is no accountability anywhere. So if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, then you need to take your ass. Don't even, don't, no, don't take your ass. Don't take your ass to no games. Don't buy nothing. 
Don't watch nothing. It said, Jerry, until you delegate some of these services to somebody else, I will fucking not watch. Now, listen, they will, there are going to be some people that are still going to be loyal to the cause. Okay, well, then you be loyal and you're going to be losing. Dallas Cowboys fans, unlike the Cleveland Brown fans, had some success within the last 30 years. But guess what? Five more years and that and that's dissipated. There we go. Dissipated. That's it's gone. I'm getting on my Stephen A. It's gone. It's going to be another 30. You have not reached the conference championship since your last Super Bowl run. Or was it a little after that? Either way, it was not in this century. It was it wasn't in this decade. Come on. You Cowboys fans need to wake up. Aren't you tired of being the laughing stock of the NFL? Dallas Cowboys fans is like the kid in class who's fresh to death, who got all the girls, so to speak, but he can't read a lick. He's going to fail. He don't come to class when he needs to. He just want to show up for the games, and then when he comes to the games, he's not even good. Your father was good. Your grandfather was good. What, what are you doing? You're doing nothing. You got that pretty boy mindset, but you don't got the pretty boy ways, and you can't follow it up on the field. Fire Jerry Jones. You, the fans, can fire Jerry Jones. They have a board. That board is going to listen to the fans after a while, and they're going to be like, I'm tired of this. Nobody ever blames Jerry. Everything I hear we need to get rid of Jason Garrett. We need to get rid of Jason Garrett. His play calling sucks. Well, guess what? If you don't like it, then tell Jerry. But he's Jerry's man. Tell Jerry's boss. Guess who's Jerry's boss? You, the fans, are Jerry's boss. Fire his ass. And I bet you he'll think twice about doing some dumb shit again. Because as a Niners fan, as a football fan, it's hard to watch. You're watching this man break down this team bit by bit, and then guess who's getting the run of it? Jason Garrett. Now, do he deserve it? Some of it. I'm going to say 30% is on Jason Garrett, play caller. But the other 70% is on Jerry Jones because you know why? He doesn't listen. He had some of the best coaches, Bill Parcell, Jimmy Johnson, uh, What's my man name? Um, shit, I can't think. Oklahoma coach. You you know who I'm talking about. I could, Barry Switzer. You know? Even Wade Phillips. Great defensive-minded coach. But he couldn't get what he wanted in there. Jerry Jones could have had probably Bill Parcells if he wanted him to stay. And then Bill Parcells could have said, you know what? Let's get Bill Belichick. That's my guy. We was in New York together. You saw what we did. We were very successful. But you know what? No. You know? Could have got could have got some big names up in there, but you won't. It's a lot of guys. It's, it's a lot of names floating around. You know? Think, think about Bob Stoops. Offensive guy. You know? Get you a defensive guy up in there. Let it rock. Let it run. Boom. Beautiful. But it won't happen. It won't happen because you know why? Jerry Jones is his own boss. Fire Jerry Jones. I'm helping you. Don't watch the Dallas Cowboys game. 
You tell everybody. Dallas Cowboys fans are very, very supportive of the organization. One word, it gets around like that. And they could do that. They got a they got a they got a great supporter fan base. Now support each other. Show Jerry Jones that you're serious. Now he might bluff a little bit. Oh, whatever. I'm Jerry Jones. I'll do whatever I want to do. It's my goddamn money. Bah, 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 bah. But guess what? You know, you're already part of one unsuccessful football program. That's the University of Arkansas. You want to be part of another one? Well then keep doing what you're doing, Jerry. We out of here. So that's my tidbit. Again, follow me, Real DSTM, on Instagram, Real DSTM1, on Twitter, and don't forget Facebook, which I'm mostly on. Don't shoot the Messenger podcast. Now, I couldn't wait to talk about this. My San Francisco 49ers, we had a great route of the Green Bay Packers last night. Now, listen, I, myself, was watching the game. Now, I, I'm going to tell you what type of fan I am. I'm not one of those fans who are going to talk junk at every step. I'm, 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 that's not me. I'm more of a show me in the playoffs, show me in the Super Bowls. That's the type of guy I am. That's that's what I like to see. I don't I don't like to talk rah rah when when it's during the season because I see many teams like the Chargers, uh, the Bears, the Colts, um, the Vikings. The list goes on. I've seen so many Pro Bowl, if you will, in season champions. I'm not an in season champion. I am a post playoff team. Like teams like Pittsburgh, teams like New England, and I hate to admit it, but some, you know, a decade or so ago, or a little less than that, the New York Giants. Your record in the playoffs don't matter. Everybody's undefeated. Nobody lost the game. Nobody won the game. So you got something to prove. That's when it matters. Take me to the promised land and let's make it work. That's what I like to see. But what I didn't like to see is you know, all these pundits and all these experts, if you will, just straight dog in my 49ers. Now, listen, two years before, when Jimmy G came in, 6-0, boom, 49ers going to make the playoffs the next year. They're going to look good. Oh, how we forget. Jimmy G gets hurt. We have a whole bunch of injuries. Those injuries come. Next thing you know, boom. We are looking horrible. Yes, we did. We looked horrible last year. Last year, we looked a mess. Last year, we didn't have anybody. Last year, we, again, the injury bug bit us, and it bit us hard. Really, really bit us hard. And we don't have no one to blame for that, and I'm not saying that it's anyone's fault, but what I'm saying is that it made us look bad. Yes, it did. It really made us look bad because a lot of people were just really cracking on us. A lot of people didn't have confidence in what we were doing. People just rode that wave. People just said, you know, this Jimmy G guy. Yeah, you know. Nobody talked about how Jimmy G got hurt because he was trying to get extra yard. Nobody talked about how Jimmy G put his put his body on the line because he wanted to win. You know? Nobody talked about that. And rightfully so. Rightfully so, you had everything to talk about. You had everything to talk about. We didn't have... Our defense was hurt. Our offense was hurt. The water boy was hurt. 
The equipment manager probably sprung his toe. It don't matter. We were horrible. Come this year. Now, listen. If you had told me we would be 10-1, and one, I would have said you're lying. And here's why. Because I still have some questions with the um, – with with the way we jail, because again, Jimmy G, he came in two years ago, but he came in towards the end of the season. Then he comes in last year and then he gets hurt. So not really being able to jail with the guys make a difference, you know. Um I've been watching the Peyton Manning series that's on ESPN Plus. Shouts out to my boy Chris G. And I'm watching uh Peyton Manning talk about how uh, you know, when you will have a uh, wide receiver as a quarterback, you just know when he's going to turn. You know when he's going to give that one-two turn. You know when he's going to do a head motion, uh, uh, some type of foot cut, whatever. You just know because you guys have that cohesion. Now, Jimmy G wasn't able to have that cohesion because he didn't have, uh, you know, time to develop it because he wasn't out there because he was hurt, Right. Now, by game five, I was still a little bit surprised. And not because we were undefeated, but I'm like, wow, like we're doing this on offense and on defense. Now, my knock on Jimmy G, I'll start there, was he was rushing too much. You know, I I felt that Jimmy G was trying to fortune in there, and I get it. He wants to win. So he's going to try to do whatever he needs to do to get his team to win. And I get that part. The problem was he didn't have anyone to really throw it to that was going to be reliable outside of George Kittle. When you only have one receiver and he's a tight end, it makes it a little bit easier for the defense to really prepare for you. Not only prepare for you, but also having guys that that's going to catch. Pettis has not been the star receiver that he that we thought he was going to be, dropping passes. Like, for example, when we played the Seahawks, you know, um, I thought Jimmy G came out the second half and did all he can to put us in a position to win. Now, you know, we end up losing the game, you know, by a field goal, but our defense held us in there. But one thing about Jimmy G that, I've been loving is that it's okay to take a sack. And I, and, and I know people look at sack like, oh, come on, it's another sack. But I'd rather you take a sack than an interception. And here's why, because that's momentum. That's field position. That's giving the team confidence to say, this is what we're going to do to you. But also what I've been seeing is that a lot of our receivers has been stepping up. You know, um, Marquise Goodwin has been hurt, and I can't wait to come back because he's a speedster. Um, but we have, you know, Bourne, we have Debo, and then we get Emmanuel Sanders. Now, he's older, but he's that savvy veteran that we needed. And then we get George Kittle. He's out. And guess what? Dwelly steps up. And then they said, well, yeah, I can't pass. So then we start running the ball. We gave it to Breida. You know, we give it to Coleman, Mostar, Wilson Jr. We have options. And when, like Richard Sherman said, when, when Jimmy G threw for 400 yards, oh, it wasn't against a good defense. 
when he came out and wrecked shot and tried, I mean, had more pass yards than Russell Wilson did. Oh, he's still not good. So he said, guess what? I'm going to... I'm going to come back out and play the Cardinals again. I'm going to see what y'all feel about this one. Goes out there, gets us a come-from-behind win. Boom. Let's not forget yesterday at home against the Packers. The game was very predicated on our defense, and our defense kept us in it. But guess what Jimmy G did second half? If you notice... Jimmy G's a second-half ball player. He gets the ball to Kittle. He gets it to Debo. Guess what that does? That forces the defense to respect our passing game. And boom, we're handing it off. Coleman. Mostart. I can't say his name. Mostart. Wilson Jr. And Breeders out. George Kittle will come back. Hairline fracture. Tell me that's not dedication. He comes back from a hairline fracture and scores a 50-yard touchdown. Was very key on a lot of plays. This is the heart of champions, and people are still denying us. People said we don't play nobody. This is not a good Green Bay team. Okay, cool. You know, but you put it as Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G. We'll take that. Not against the great 49ers defense, who's number one, by the way. Nope. Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G. That's how we're going to set this up. So go ahead, set it up. Now we get the win. What they say, oh, well, you know what? They got the hardest, you know, remaining schedule in the NFL. And that's true. I agree with you. But it doesn't mean nothing until he go against Lamar Jackson. So, okay, cool. We're going to have to go against Lamar Jackson. Now, I don't care if people believe it or not. But every game I'm watching, we're progressively getting better. I'm loving that Nick is not Nick Bosa, I'm referring to. Joey Bosa's little brother. I love how he's reading and learning how to stay home versus over-pursuing. And his motor is dope. I mean, Jones as well on the D-line. That defensive line that I have not seen a destructive defensive line like this in a long time. I mean, everybody is hungry. They're hearing these pundits, as Chris G would say. They're hearing these reporters talk junk. They're hearing it. They're feeling it. They, they're hearing people laugh at us. So guess what they said? I'm going to show you this. And everybody keeps saying this was our statement game against Green Bay. No, we still got to make a statement against the Ravens, and it gets the Saints. Fine. I'm not talking cocky and crazy. I'm just talking facts. And that's okay. I'm going to let everybody that wants to talk, talk. Like I said, playoff time is different. I want us to be in the Super Bowl. Then you'll hear me talk all my shit I want to talk. But right now, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm an excited fan who is enjoying his team winning. My fantasy team... Sucks. Horrible. I'll trade that for my Niners winning any day, all day. Unless it's a big pot, then it's different. But that's fine. What we do need here, and again, I, I have my notes on this one. I was prepared for this podcast. I was at work and I, and I started to uh, jot down. 
is we need a big time receiver. We really do. Like we need to get some of that pressure off of Kittle. We still need us a receiver. Antonio Brown, what's up, man? What's going on? How you doing? Listen, just come to, you know, you was already in the Bay. You like it. Just come to us. Let's get this ring. You couldn't do it with Big Ben. It's okay. You couldn't do it, but guess what? We here. The team is stacked. We're already ready. Let's get it. We just need that one receiver that's going to open up the lane tremendously. Really, it will. So, having said that, I am I am very happy with the way my Niners are playing. And we're going to get there. We are going to get there. Jimmy G, I love your play. Still got more work to do, but that's going to come with time. And to everyone out there who's laughing at us, who's saying, you know, they're not for real, guess what? We have a young team. We still have some pieces that we're going to have to put in place once the older people leave, like Joe Staley, uh, Richard Sherman in some years. But he has time, and he still is a factor, and he's going to develop the young guys. We're playing a zone, and he thrives in that. And guess what? It's helping other guys thrive in that as well. Witherspoon, what's good, baby? Ward, what's up? You know? What's going on? Fred Warner. This dude is, I mean, I'm not going to say Patrick Willis, but you know what? He's playing damn good. Al Shakir. I can't say nobody's name. Doing a damn good job. You know? Stepping up when you are needed. And that is the 49ers way. Like, Everyone was so worried about Brita being up. You know, they're like, oh, man. Uh, like, what are we going to do with that Brita? I said, listen, let Wilson Jr. do his thing. Wilson Jr. will find a way to get it done. And guess what? He's found a way to become part of the offense. Now, I think that they need to use him more in screens. You know, him and Tevin Coleman. And let, you know, most are you know, blow it in there when he need to. Mostert. I keep saying Mostert. Mostert. Let, you know, let Raheem Mostert, boom, let him punch it in. He is the power punch. Breida, he's the speedy back. Tevin Coleman, he's going to give you something of everything. He's going to run you over, run to the side, boom. And Wilson, he's like, whatever you need me to do, that is beautiful. And let's not forget, let's not forget one of the best fullbacks in the game right now. You know, Kyle Juice, you check. Juice has just been playing phenomenal, man. Playing phenomenal, I love it. I love what he's doing right now, man. Al Shahir, yes, came in and said, guess what? I want to play. You know, Greenlaw said, hey, you know what? I'm 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 gonna have to step up. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Love it. 
Love it. You know? And 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 Tart, Moore, Witherspoon, Williams, Reed, Mosley, Ward. Ha- I mean, that secondary with the captain, Richard Sherman, has been playing lights out. And I'm patting my team on the back. If you're listening, if you're still tuned into the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast, I'm on one today. I'm on one. But you haven't seen nothing yet. Again, this is this light. This light. This light. This ain't nothing. This ain't nothing right here. This ain't nothing. I'm talking my shit right now, but I'm just letting y'all know I'm very comfortable with my 49ers. And against the Ravens, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Yes, I have us winning. But I tell you what, I love Lamar. I seem like a I seem like a little brother, if you will. But you know, sometimes you gotta let your little brother know. You know, shout out to my boy Larry Love, man. He a diehard Ravens fan, man. You know, shout out to him and Poncho. Real Ravens fan, man. Now, talking about teams that are good, you know, obviously we talked about the 49ers. You know, check me out. Don't shoot the messenger podcast page on Facebook. Hit me up. One team that's sneaky good is the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I know that the record doesn't show it. They're 6-5 and five right now, and they're still in that eighth spot to make the uh, hunt for the playoffs. You know, they can sneak up in there. Now, they have not won a game. They have not lost. I'm sorry. They have not lost more, uh, you know, to any team with, you know, more, more than seven points. Their losses have been very, very close. You know, they beat the Chiefs. They were able to beat the Jaguars. And I know people said, well, it's, it's the Jags. But listen, it's tough. They beat the Texans, even though the Texans beat them. But again, they're not getting blown out. And the reason why I bring them up is because their defense is pretty stout, man. Their defense and... And listen, people don't give the Colts enough credit for what they've been doing on defense, you know. And that defense has been helping them out. And and you can tell that it's working because, you know, Brissett is like, listen, cool. I'm good. Jacoby, you know, Florida guy, is like, yo, listen, I'm good. And let's not forget, they have Justin Houston. But Darius Leonard is a monster out there. He is really playing out there. And I know people forgetting about that, but Leonard is, he's something. He's something. He's really, he's really holding it down out there. And I'm watching, and they don't give up a lot of points. So if you're a team that's used to coming in and whooping on people, uh-uh. The coach not having that. The coach not having that. The coach like, listen, we're going to show you who we are, and we're going to show you why we are this good. Because one thing that people is forgetting is that you don't want to play teams like the Colts when you're trying to make a deep, deep run. You don't want to do that. 
You don't want to play them because a team like that, they're going to wear you down in every way. Every way. Against the rush. Let me see. So, so check this out, right? Rushing yards. The Colts are third. 144 a game. That's where they are. That's on offense. Now, I know sometimes it don't show up on a stat sheet. I know sometimes, like, you know, it 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 doesn't really give you a good gist of what's going on. But the Colts, if I had one, two, three, four, five, six, they are top 15 in defense. Again, st- stats like that, it don't show up on paper all the time. But it translates to when you need to translate. And it's and it's going to translate. And I say that to say this. Teams like Texans, you know, uh, uh, a few of the teams, like when you are in a position like that and you have to play a team like the Colts, that's when you're like, damn, what did I get myself into? And... Let me just read you off the Colts' remaining schedule. Because I know people still say, well, Professor Sutton, you know, you're crazy. You know, why are we even worried about the Colts? We we don't care about the Colts. Colts ain't never done nothing for us. We don't, we don't, we don't care about what they're doing. We don't care about, you know, how how good they could have, should have been. Let me just read you off the remaining games that the Colts have. They have the Titans, Texans, and Jaguars. The Titans, that's a winnable game there. I'm, 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 I'm just saying. The Colts have to play the Saints after that on December 16th. Now, l- let me just tell you this. The Colts are a team. They play according to how good the team is. If you're a team that's not so good, they're going to be like, uh, you know, we'll play when we need to play. If you are a horrible team, they usually play down on competition. I called, I called the Colts a tweener. You know, they're, they're in between. Depends on the day. You know, they're going to give you what they need. They're going to give you what you want. But to know that they're 6-5, and five, so they could possibly – Sneak into the playoffs. And what does that mean? They can ruin somebody's day. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but they can ruin a lot of people's days. Don't sleep on the Colts. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And my last point, the Jets, man. You know... I just don't know what it is about them. You know, it's like, they're like a gnat, you know, because they just get in your nerves. You swipe. You're like, oh, they're going to lose this game. Then they come. Then they beat a team. Or they just, again, they haven't been very successful, but they're finding a way to get it done. And what I would say to them is let it develop. Let Adam Gates get comfortable with that team. You know, let Sam Darnold get comfortable. Let him and Le'Veon Bell work it out. 
let them do what they got to do. After watching the Raiders yesterday, that game, I said, you know what? Of course they're out of it. Well, not really. Technically, they're still in a hump, but I mean, they're pretty much out of it because they're going to have to win every single game and it's going to take a lot of teams to lose. But this is the springboard that you want for next season. You want you want to show people and you want to show yourself more than anybody that, listen, we could do this. We can do this. And what I seen from the Jets last night, yesterday, I should say, not last night, but yesterday afternoon, I'm like, okay, this is not bad. They don't look like they're trying to play for last place like I thought they were. Okay. You know, them and, them and the Dolphins, I know it's supposed to be the loser bowl. That's going to Cincinnati right now. But I'm telling you, man, these teams, these teams, you know, we're laughing at right now, but they got some potential in the future, maybe three to five years. But guess what, man? Mark this date down because these young teams are finding a way to win. And, I mean, when we looked at the Colts some years ago, we were like, uh, you know, Peyton Manning is gone. And then, you know, Andrew Luck, he had a season out, came back, showed some promise, come back player of the year. Then he retired. And then Jacoby Brissett took over, and we're talking about them possibly being in the playoffs. That could be the Jets, man. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not as crazy as you think it could be. You know? Now, my final thought, you know, who you, if you ask me who's going to the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you 49ers versus anybody. Of course, I'm biased. So, you know, my uh, complicit, you know, bias is going to reign supreme there. However, I will say this. This season has been one of the most unpredictable seasons ever because if, again, 49ers are 10-1, and one, you know, the Colt, I mean, the Patriots, they're going to be the Patriots. I mean, everybody had them up there. But the Ravens, this fast, this good, boom, you know, looking at, and, and, and listen, the Bills, I I apologize. I was talking mad junk about the Bills. And everybody was on the gravy train of the Chiefs. Now, Mahomes got hurt. They're still in playoff contingent, seven and four. But it but you do kind of think, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? You know, the Texas sitting at seven and four. It's again, even the Steelers are not out of it. <laughs> as crazy as, as that sound, and you know, we talking, but the Steelers are not out of it. The Browns, we thought the Browns were going to be Super Bowl bound. They're not out of it either. So I don't know. Teams that you know they're out of it, like the Dolphins, obviously, they're done. The Broncos, they're done. The Bengals, they're done. It's, listen, I can't tell you right now. But what I will say is, it's looking very promising. Look at the Cowboys. They're 6-5. and five. I mean, you know, that's the NFC East. You know, anybody come out of that. But 
you know, the Giants, Redskins, pretty much done. Look at in my division, NFC West. If the 49ers would have lost yesterday, the Seahawks would have jumped over them because, you know, they would have been division leaders because they beat us. And now we're looking at wild card playoff. <laughs> Look at the Vikings. This seat, I love it. I I really love this season because you don't know. Playoff time is going to tell everything. Everything. Everything that you want to know is going to be, it's going to come. And even there, it's going to be uncertainty because you just don't know. Like, everyone knew the Patriots were going to win. They're like, book it. They're going to beat the Rams. I, listen, unless you're a Ram, they're going to win. This year, you don't know. And that's the exciting part about it. That's the exciting part about it. So I love it. I love what it has been, you know, going on. I was going to talk about some of the horrible calls that the refs are making, but that's pretty obvious. The refs has made, has, have been making horrible calls since the season start, and I understand they want to protect the players. I get that, but, I mean, clipping on a Dallas Cowboys twice, tripping, not even clipping, tripping. I'm like, okay. All right, cool. I mean, was that the deciding factor of the game? We don't know. But some of the calls were quite egregious, in my opinion. And and that's what I'm saying, you know. And I'm saying, and 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 I, and I said I, I won't talk about it, but I'm talking about it. And I just, I've 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 been seeing over the past six years more makeup calls. What's the makeup call you ask? That's when a referee messes up a call, and then on the next few plays they make up for it to try to balance it out. Even in a Niners game, I'm looking like that was not hands to the face. You know, they call Richard Sherman. I'm sorry, uh, on Forborn, you know, um, I, I don't know who the defendant was from Green Bay, but it says hands to the face. It wasn't a hands to the face. So guess what they did? They hit Richard Sherman with, un with unnecessary roughness. They hit Richard Sherman with holding. They had to make up for it. But in the end, we still came up victorious, 37-8, baby. But listen, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast with your boy, Professional Son. I, I'm going to tell you what. This has probably been one of the best podcasts I ever shot, ever. This is definitely top five. This is definitely top five. Got my point across. I'm glad I was able to talk to people about what's going on. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love it. Now, again... Like I said, if you want to support us, you can go to our Patreon page. Don't shoot the messenger sports podcast. Show your support. You can be a producer of the show. Do that. Hit us up on Patreon if you want to show your support. We want to keep bringing you great content. We, we want to be able to travel on the road. It's coming. So thank you there. Uh, social media on Facebook. Don't shoot the messenger podcast page. Hit us up. There's two pages. We have a fan page and we also have just a just a regular page. You can go uh, subscribe to both. That's where all the shows be. That's where all the content is. It'll, it will, you know, it'll be there. Instagram, real D S T M D as in Derek S as in Sam T as in Tony and M as in Mary. Yes. And on Twitter, real D S T M one, just, you know, like, Instagram, but just add a one to that real DSTM one. And I'm up there now, man. Thanks to my boy Randell. I'm on Twitter heavy now. Now nah, I want to say heavy. I'm I'm getting to that heavy status. 
I'm up there a lot. Yes, I'm up there a lot. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with me. Yes, I do appreciate it. And I'll see you next time. Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And yes, I'm happy because my Niners are 10 and 1. But I got something even better for you. This episode, I'll be talking about how to get rid of Jerry Jones if you're a Cowboys fan. Also, I'll be talking about who is one of the shh, quiet, sneaky teams of the NFL and more. Keep it locked right here. It's the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. Hi. Always wanted to start a podcast but didn't know how. Well, guess what? Here at Anchor, you can start your podcast. No matter what you want to talk about, Anchor gives you that flexibility. You can start your mystery podcast, your horror podcast, your sports podcast. I don't know. Maybe even create a news podcast. It doesn't matter. At Anchor, you have the freedom and flexibility to do what it is that you like. And it's easy. Only thing you have to do, record the audio, put it on Anchor, and voila. Simple as that. It is done. You have created your first podcast. Once your podcast is complete, you can share it to other platforms. Now, how easy is that? Start your podcast today. No, not now, but right now. Get on Anchor, and I promise you, you will love it. Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in, we want to thank you as well. On behalf of myself, Professional Sutton, Chris G., The Ruck Report, and Shannon Person, we want to thank you for taking the time out to give us a listen. And if you would like to follow us on our social media platforms, you can do that as well. Facebook. Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast, Instagram, RealDSTM, and on Twitter, RealDSTM1. We are a sports-based entertainment podcast. Yes, we talk more than sports sometimes, but our goal is sports. We love what we do, unfiltered, and we know you will enjoy it too. So please enjoy. Ready? what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me, X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And the Rucker Report. My family, what up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast.